Welcome to Lightbulb Moment. My name's Pete, and today I'd like to talk about what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me in relation to the Garden of Eden. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. But what is the Garden of Eden? We know from the parable of the sower, the seed is the word of God and the seeds on good soil are those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, cling to it, and by persevering bears fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Ah, so we see the soil of the Garden of Eden represents our hearts and the word of God is a seed that we nurture in it so that we may grow in the word and become perfect like our Father in heaven. Genesis 3.8 says, The man and his wife heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. Just as the Father is in perfect relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, God, who is Spirit, created us in His image and likeness so that we may also be in relationship with Him and walk with Him in the garden of our hearts, growing in the Word to be like Him. The Lord God commanded Adam, You may eat freely from every tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Our hearts can only remain noble and good, and we can only grow in the word if we walk with God, and not independent from Him, because only God is good. Walking independent of God is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because a fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. James 3.17 writes, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Sin entered into the heart of man when we departed from the ways of God and coveted to become God. This is extremely ironic because God planned all along to make us like Him. Our relationship with God and with each other was damaged as a result of sin entering into our hearts and corrupting it. Rather than turning from our sin and taking responsibility for our actions, our sinful hearts sought to put the blame on God and each other. We see this in Genesis 3:11-13, when God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man Adam said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate it. The Lord God said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. In John 17:3, Jesus defines for us eternal life. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So you see that the tree of life represented in the Garden of Eden is God, 
and partaking from him, knowing him, and being in right relationship with him, is to live forever. Because God resides in the Garden of Eden, it can be said that the Garden of Eden represents God's presence. God did not want us to live forever in sin. However, our corrupt hearts desired what was forbidden. That is why we have been separated from God. What can be done when our hearts have been corrupted by sin? God is the answer. In Ezekiel 36.26 he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. When we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts and declare that he is our Lord and Saviour and believe that he rose from the dead on the third day and conquered death, sin and Satan, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, we receive a new heart and a new spirit, and the presence of God resides in us through the person of the Holy Spirit. We see here, once again, man is given an opportunity to walk with God, given a noble and good heart who hears the word, clings to it, and by persevering bears fruit, some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. Yay! But what is this fruit? Galatians 5, 22-23 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit, that is godly character, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. In Revelations 19, 8, it says, To her, that is the bride of Christ, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Often in scripture, clothes identify attitudes or actions. Paul uses the clothing analogy to describe actions and attitudes a believer must put off and put on. He says in Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness, and patience. Adam and Eve realized they were naked once their actions and attitude, that is their character, departed from the ways of God. By walking independent of God, they partook from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve put their desires... In other words, themselves, above their relationship with God and one another, and so desired what was evil. That's why God commanded us to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. When we place our trust in Jesus, we are in right standing with God, imputed with the righteousness of Christ. When we live godly lives because of our salvation, we adorn righteousness. That is, we clothe ourselves with godly character. James 1-2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, 
when you encounter trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And let perseverance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Ah, so the fruit is godly character so that we may be perfect like our Father in heaven. The fruit can only be produced by walking with God and remaining in His presence. The Garden of Eden represents His presence in our hearts. This is what is meant by the Kingdom of Heaven is within you in Luke 17.21. But what is meant by some will produce fruit a hundredfold, and some sixty and some thirty? Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. If the areas of your life is represented by the different areas of your heart, and if your heart's represent the field that the Word of God may be planted in, then how much fruit produced will depend on the areas of your life that you have submitted to God. Therefore, if you have submitted every area of your life to God, then the fruit produced in the garden of your heart would be a hundredfold. If you submitted 60, then the fruit produced would be 60 times. And if you submitted 30, then the fruit produced would be 30 times. If you have felt God speaking to your heart, receive Him by inviting Him into your life. If you're not sure what to say, repeat after me. Jesus, I desire to have a relationship with you and receive you into my heart as Lord and Saviour and submit every area of my life to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Revelations of Eden and look forward to sharing more in my upcoming episodes on the light bulb moment. God bless you and give you peace through our Lord Jesus Christ.